Stay tuned. Young Smooth and I am back. Did you miss me? I know it has been un momento. Okay, it has been a minute. It has been un momento. I am trying. But when you are the only person doing this, sometimes it has to just be you and you have to figure out what in the faux shiggities you gonna do. But don't forget. You can follow me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is YouTube Music Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, and don't forget about, you know, the show on YouTube. Definitely about to bring that bit at. Plus, I got a surprise for y'all that I got to keep on the rap shit. <laughs> you did it. You hear me? It is going to be good, bro. It's a, it's a hot summer. It's definitely a hot ass summer. I have a splain in the door, Lucy, and I was going to splain, um... But the last time that we was kicking it together, because you know when you kick it with Young Smooth, that's what we do, you know what I'm saying? Here at this motherfucker show, we kick it, you know what I'm saying? We do, we do, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. 
And not to mention the fact it's July now, my nigga. <laughs> my birthday's in light. <laughs> it after well, right now I'm recording this on the 16th, so technically it'll be the 17th. So I'ma say it. it's roughly about 10 to 11 days away. The kid about to be 38, and I still look like I'm 25. Fuck y'all bitches out here. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it is, y'all. Are you about to get this energy all episode long? You might. You just very well might. Depending, because it's late. So if I get sleepy, shit might go down. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm super excited. Oh, yes. I just put that all the way up there. But I'm happy to be back. I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I love doing this. I completely appreciate doing this. I, you know, I, I'm I'm in love with what we do. I, so I hope we have a good time here and all of the things. All of the things. You know what I'm saying? All right. So let's figure this out. Do what we do. All right. So last time that <laughs> we had to kick that lyric. Okay. It was a while ago. But it was one of my favorite songs, and it paid homage to somebody who also recently had a birthday in July. And as you can see from the title, you already know what it is. You know what we're going to get into. You know what the things is that we're going to do, or the things that we're going to do when we get it, and we do it, and we get it done. So, well, you already know what it is. Yes, you're you're probably getting this energy all episode long. Ex- expect it. Um, but it was I Can Love You um, by... Mary J. Blige featuring Little Kim. And shout out to Little Kim. Happy belated birthday. You know what I'm saying? I heard it was a moment. It was epic. Um, and we're going to get into all of the things of the things of the things. Okay. But this week's comes from another duo, of course. And it is actually one of my other favorite songs. Um, the biggest thing and the biggest clue I'll give is ice cream. That's all I got. So, it goes a little something like this. Every time your name was brought up, I would act all nonchalant in front of an audience like you was just another shawty. I put the naughty on but truth be told you threw me for a loop this hove i'm too old to be fronting when i'm feeling denzel and acting like you ain't appealing when you are stunting like you ain't my only girl when you are i'm ready to stop when you are. Alright, y'all. Y'all know that was that kick that lyric. So make sure you hit my socials. You know what I'm saying? Hit the socials up. Yo, I go, I don't nobody handle the socials but the kids. I handle the socials and do the editing and do it all. Go ahead and hit that social. Let me know what that kick that lyric is. I'm definitely repost it. And then we, you know what I'm saying? We go from there. Okay. So Let's go off of some noteworthy ass 
topics and then I'll get into the other ones that are a little bit more updated and everything is a little backdated. I do apologize, but I do have to put my spin and my opinion on it because that's what this show about. And some of y'all want to hear from me and then some of y'all don't give a fuck, but it don't matter. <laughs> you did. All right. First off, let's start off with the BET Awards. I know you're like, damn, yo, that was like three, four weeks ago. What the fuck? Nobody cares. I, I need time to stop moving like this. Slow down. Slow down. It's okay. Uh, BET Awards. Did not watch it. Hell, didn't even know the shit was coming on, to be completely honest. But I was like, oh, shit. Um, I'm, I'm glad that from the clips that I did get a chance to see and, and many other performances, um, it was dope. It was definitely dope. They have some great moments and some noteworthy moments. Is one definitely want to shout out Queen Latifah for the Lifetime Achievement Award, and that was completely awesome. Rhapsody, Moni Love, uh, MC Light, and Little Kim honoring her, and Little Kim killed that. I will say the performance. I'm not going to talk about the outfit, however, the Prada boots. People are rocking the Prada boots. It was, it was a whole Prada outfit. I don't know why y'all keep playing with Kimberly Denise Jones. She not to be played with. And I don't understand. Yo, when y'all made that comparison to a white owl, I was dead. I was dead. But, I mean, Kim can take a jab and, you know, can, can poke fun of herself too. Um... 50 is treading on very thin ice with a lot of people, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so that was a moment. Now I have to talk about this moment and it's going to be very unpopular and everybody should be like, oh, I, look, I feel what the fuck I want to feel. I don't give a fuck how y'all feel about that shit. Okay. So... Not many people, surprisingly enough, not many, we, we may be changing as a culture. Not many people got as upset as it may have seemed about the little Nas X kiss. And I actually uh, was listening to an interview where he was like, that kiss was like a last minute thing. And it was just something that was kind of thrown in there, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, for me, it did not make a difference to me. Here is why. One, I, I didn't even, I didn't even watch the awards, so let's start there. Two, why are we so up in arms about this? Because didn't Christina and Britney tongue down old ass Madonna and this, that, and third? And everybody's like, there's always an agenda, there's always something. Let me be very clear about an agenda. Agenda is a plan to destroy something or to, 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 to do something. Okay? If, you are not, if you are a heterosexual male, quote unquote, then someone else's behavior should not dictate what you're going to do in your life. Like, that don't even make no sense. It, just, it really don't. It really don't. Like, me and my wife was having a conversation about this, and we're very much on the same page, and I really had to pull out a DMX on you bitches. Bitch, who dick you sucking? Why are you worried about it? Like, what difference does it make that two men kiss? Like, yo, here's the thing. And this is one of the things that I really had to put in perspective. And I put in perspective and said for my wife, I said, lesbianism in pop culture is for the male gaze. But it 
if you were really looking at the way that lesbians love and and, and live their lives and, and live their truths or whatever, it may not look as popish and glamorous and oh it's too sexy women just rubbing up on each other and this and the third and that sounds amazing but the reality is it don't really pop off like that like the reality is 90% of Americans have bad bodies and not always in a good way okay so don't nothing look as sexy as glamorous because it's been all airbrushed on TV like that shit be trying to look so I say all of that to say that didn't do anything for me. Like, it, it just didn't. I was like, all right, cool. We already know this nigga gay. You already know he gonna push boundaries. You know you know that's what he's building his career to. Why are you mad? What are you mad about? And then people be like, but the children. I'm pausing for a reason. But the children. I have watched many, 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 many. Um, transgender, um, entertainers, homosexual entertainers. And a lot of them have been like, yo, before ever realizing my truth, the, the shit that they saw on TV was homosexual motherfuckers humping and thumping on each other. Okay. Cause let me tell you something. I stayed up for HBO's real sex. And granted, we wasn't supposed to, but kids do a lot of things that they're not supposed to. They do a lot of things they're not supposed to. But then, on, on turn of all of that, like, you think that seeing in a moment two men, or is it because he black? Because that's a whole nother, nother topic about the black community. That we, we already got fuck shit every fucking day. But, are you more mad that it was too... Men? Because, like, I'm so confused. Like, how does this... How, how does this, First of all, why are your children this susceptible? How are your children this susceptible? Oh, I know why. Because you're not talking about it. Because you guys don't have these conversations. Like, look, I don't know how you feel. Because you should start a sentence that way. Before you decide to implement your opinion on some shit. You should start a sentence this way. I don't know how you feel, but this is my stance on homosexuality if you feel a certain kind of way. No, y'all motherfuckers being this bitch trying to tear niggas down this shit. Okay. But you worried about who dick another nigga dick is suck. Who the fuck? This is what's wrong with y'all. This is what's wrong with y'all. But y'all was worried about that. Aside from that, the BET Awards was awesome. It definitely was great to kind of get back into the groove a little bit. They did the social distancing very, very well. Um, some of the awards were just, you know, all over the place. And, you know, BET does a lot of catering um, at this particular point. And they, they, I have my own many, 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 many issues with black entertainment television. But that is neither here nor there. Moving on, also in an honorable mention, um, the Mary J. Blige My Life documentary came out. Oh my goodness. Um, it was good. It was good. I think that it gave just enough and held back just enough as well. Um, to be 100% completely honest with y'all, it was, it had me in my feels. It had me in my feels. Um, 
And I'm going to tell you why. I think that people do not completely understand. No, I take that back. I ain't going to say it like that. I think that people do understand um, how course-changing this particular album is. And it really resonated with us to see that Mary doesn't didn't understand for quite a while. Like, yo, what you were going through, we were all going through it. We were all going through it. When I tell y'all I was in this bitch crying my eyes out because I will tell a truth and I will finally say it in in the way that I have never said it before because I know neither one of my parents listen to it, so it don't matter. Um, but I remember um, this was actually not the My Life era, to be honest with you. I want to say we're in about 2001 at this particular point. So I want to say we were close to the No More Drama era, for real, for real. And I remember, uh, but I had always listened to Mary. You know, Mary had always been on the radio. We got all the albums, this, that, and the third. And I remember literally, or oh, was it the No More Drama? It, it might have been. I, I may be wrong, but it was somewhere within that. Um, no, I take it back. It might have even been the Mary album. That might have been, like, where we were. Yeah, I think it was the Mary album, because Lauren Hill did all that I could say, and I think that was out of the time. However, I digress. I remember literally just being 18, because what we do in our community is we drop you off, kinda, as a kid. Like, you're 18, you need to now figure it out. The, I, I'm not saying coddle kids like this, but yo, you cannot drop us off at 18 and just tell us to figure it out because we we can't, we just can't. So I'm I'm trying to figure out who I am. I'm trying to figure out all of the shit. And then there was a point where I was just like, yo, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to be here no more. I I don't want. I don't want to live and all of the things. You know, had the whole thing, a Tylenol bottle next to me. And I'm just laying on the floor crying, trying to figure it out. And I remember my TV was on. I had RCA TV. And um, for all of the kids out there, this was actually a TV with the back. (laughs) This was not flat. Um, And I remember sitting there and just crying. Like, I couldn't stop crying. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't understand what my, I didn't understand what my purpose was. I didn't understand anything. And I remember literally like having um, Mary J. Blige behind the music on. And it just happened to be, I think I, because my, my TV never left like MTV VH1 BET at the time. It was all music all the time. Like that's all I ever loved. And it was my escape. And, I remember laying on the floor, really thinking to myself, like, yo, I should just take my life. I should just take all these pills and take my life. So, and it's a real thing. And I say it in in a way that seems a little bit more nonchalant now because at 38, I've learned to grow and accept my life and love who I am. And then I, I would have never made it to this point where I have a phenomenal wife. Like, there there are things that really course corrected my life however in that moment i remember laying on the floor and i remember mary saying you know sometimes we sit back and we always point the finger at everybody else and you the one and you 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 you, and you did this but you don't realize that sometimes you need to look in the mirror and look and see what you've done that was my aha moment number one i was like damn okay 
Okay. And none of that was slightly related, but it did. Portions of it was part of what I was going through at the time. I was very much so like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, you don't understand me and this, that, and the third. But no, was it that? Because I really need to look at me and stop pointing the finger at everybody else and expecting for everyone else to bring my happiness. And that was, and that wasn't fair. And so then, number two, she was like, and sometimes, you know, you got to get, and mind you, this is like commercials and shit has already happened at this point. And she said something else where she was like, you know, sometimes you got to get the haters away from you. And mind you, at this time, I'm loving Mary and all of those things. And it literally, something told me in my spirit, yo, just get up. Because I, I have everything. And I believe, of course, that was God at that moment. But... It was also a moment where I fell completely in love with Mary because I was like, yo, you scooped me off the floor and you don't even know it. And it was just one of those moments like sometimes you do have to get the haters away from you and they come in all. And mind you, this was at the end of that uh, particular one. And it was like, you know, sometimes you do got to get them away from you. Sometimes you do need to, you know, realize that you get that your self-worth and your own self-power. And so I will forever be eternally eternally grateful to Mary Jane Blige for that even though she will never she may never know that you know what I'm saying and what's what's even better and where I feel even more empowered by at this particular point is that um I just told that whole story and I didn't choke up I didn't wasn't thinking about crying like I knew that was my truth and I am so much better for it However, moving forward in that Mary documentary, when I tell y'all that shit was everything to me, and I was in this bitch boo-hooing like a motherfucker, I was like, oh, God, oh, my God, Mary, you just don't know how you touch my life, too. So I also feel as though I think a lot of it, because it was written from a woman's perspective, of course, um, I don't, I, I felt kind of emotional. I was like, yo, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud. I'm so great that you have such a career that you didn't even know was going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't know that it, it would have affected me like that. Like, like watching her success and just someone that you've rooted for your whole, you know, adulthood would have been so amazing. You feel me? So shout out to Mary. If you have not watched the My Life documentary, please make sure that you guys go watch it. It is on Amazon Prime and it is uh, amazing. It will make you feel a certain kind of way. And I love the fact that they delved into all of the music. Like, that whole, pretty well, pretty much the whole album, but the big chunks of the album that, like, changed people and changed people's lives. And so, Mary J. Blige, just think to yourself, or know to yourself that you did not only just change women's lives, because yes, again, like I said, that was directed to women. You also changed men's lives too. And we had to look at our women completely differently. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Okay. Uh, moving on. Okay. So now we've come to the small portion of the show where I have to tell y'all what's been going on. Okay. So I went to Dallas. I went to Dallas, Texas. So, um, the reason for the hiatus was because I was really trying to, like, get myself together for that and work, make my money. And then, in turn, also psychologically get it together and be like, oh, my God, I'm going to get on the plane for the very first time 
No, and I'm getting on the plane by myself. You feel what I'm saying to you? So I went for Drip Fest, which was the 7th, 8th, and 9th. And I was like, yes. Okay, I'm doing it. Well, the, well Drip Fest was only 8th. But I went to Dallas for the 7th, 8th, and 9th. So I have put in many posts. Um, if you've watched and followed my socials or whatever. Um, Dallas has my heart. I would live in Dallas immediately. If we, if I wasn't already still living in Maryland right now, I would pack up and live in Dallas immediately. Why? One, I got there and my allergy said, allergy who? Allergy what? All my shit was gone for a minute. I had no, no stuffed up nose, nothing. I was like, oh, because the air is different. It's a dry air. It's dry air. Um, and then... In turn, when I tell you it is a culture shock, it was definitely a culture shock for me. Being an East Coast person, whether you're from Philly, whether you're from New York, whether you're from the DMV, whatever. The culture shift is completely different up here. It is. Because of the fact that literally, we just, we don't. We, 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 we don't have this type of hospitality and it is literally a thing. When I tell y'all people opened doors for me, people genuinely spoke, the, the damn police officer even spoke in a tone of was like, hey, how you doing? Everything good? You okay? Not with this like aggressiveness that we just have this just filled in the air here in Baltimore. So, I, I love my city. I, I will never sit back and act like I don't love my city. That is a fucking lie. I do. However, I, I Dallas did good for me. And everybody was like, oh, it's hot. It's hot as shit. It's hot as shit. It is. It is. Hold on one second. Mm. Mm. It is definitely hot. However, it was, with that dry heat, it wasn't hot and sticky. Like, yo, like Monday of this week, I walk outside I had just woke up and walked outside. And I was like, damn, do I need to take another shower? Because it was just that hot and sticky. All right, fast forwarding into Drip Fest. So I went to Drip Fest. Shout out to the queen, Nephi Raps, one of my favorite freaking people ever. One of the 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 my girls has been on this show 101 times no matter what iteration it's been in whether it's been kicking it one young smooth or it's been the the kickstand podcast it has been amazing and i really appreciate you for going on this journey and i appreciate you for allowing me to be on the journey with you so um i get to drip fest and i'm drip shout out to fashion over because i was head to toe fashion over that night shorts shirt hat jewelry shoes completely fashion over now um but i loved it i definitely definitely loved it i made so many wonderful connections i met so many uh like i met d the dj i met the host um i met hell the security was even great loved every single person had a great time. When I tell you they say that everything is bigger in Texas, they mean it. They mean it. Because when I tell y'all... Okay, so when you go to a regular bar, like, out up here, they be trying to be stingy on the drink. 
Mm-mm. So when you watch them pour, you can count it. And it'd be like one, two, three, four, five. Nah, son. This man at the bar at, at the Rail Live, shout out to the Rail, was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was like, yo! I mean, I cannot show y'all because clearly you're listening to this. But when I tell you that was a lot of goddamn looking at, I was like, oh, shit. Let's get turned. I had, shout out to Nap. I had VIP access. I had backstage access. I was all over there. I went, I was up, down, everywhere. It was so good. And so if you look on my page or you look on hers when they put, when I reposted, her performance from that night, I am on it. Now, the only reason I am up on the stage at this particular point, and I had to apologize, I had been drinking, it was a lot, um, was, was the fact of the matter that, like, yo, one of her last songs, because it wasn't the song that you, that you guys heard in the video, but the last song was Wave. And I absolutely love that song. And we've talked about that song 101 times on this show alone. And it's just been, it's a staple. And I remember when she first let me hear the song and everything. And I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. This is my song. So when y'all see me on there at that moment, it was because she played Wave. And I was like, and I ran up on it. I don't know. She was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yo, it's so good. It's so good. I love it. And I had such an amazing time. Now, flight-wise, let's talk about the flight real quick because this is really hilarious. So, going into Dallas, um, we did taxi in the air for 25 minutes until we could land, which, again, was a thing. And I was like, okay. So, then coming back, we board the plane and we had been sitting on the plane for almost two hours hours and i'm like what the fuck so they found a mechanical issue but luckily they found it on the ground and not in the air so that means we didn't have to undock anywhere else um and so you know instead of getting home i was supposed to get home like 10 11 o'clock i didn't get home until like 1 30 in the morning and officially didn't get home until like 2 um but other than those hiccups it was pretty good it was pretty good so i did have an amazing time um, so once again, shout out to Major Zone, shout out to my girl Imani, shout out to Neff. Just thank y'all so much for an amazing time. Thank you for treating me like complete VIP and I really appreciate it. Alright, so last notable thing before I get into everything else has got to be my man T-Pain. Because I did not put this on my... So... You know, let you, you know what I think. Let me see if I got it like this. The best way to do this is probably to let T Pain tell you what T Pain said because yeah. <clears throat> Hold on, let's see. You want. <laughs> Do 
Oh, shit. If you guys are not watching T-Pain's channel on YouTube, you need to watch it. And he is not lying. Yo, it's like, do something else! He <laughs> went, yo, say, God damn. <laughs> Tap dancing, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yo, I, I, it, it, set, it set me out of this world, bruh. I was literally, I wasn't even watching I just happened to, uh, see it on I think like Instagram or something and I was like oh okay what but he but he's not wrong he is not wrong yo and I have so many engineer and producer friends that say the same exact shit because all you rappers want to be like uh people that you see Mm -mm, mm -mm. so it is great to uh, to aspire to that level, but you have to see how you can exceed past that level of being that kind of rapper. Like, yo, I, I, shout out to Obstacle B. Shout out to Tony Crabb because they both have gone through this with many a rapper, <laughs> many a producer, many a... Yo, everybody know everything, and that is not always the case. Sometimes you need to let an ear be objective. Shout out to my good, good friend, Tony Craft, because you taught me how to listen to things objectively. Like when Tony did Hard Look Aloud Music and for my particular part, I remember sitting in the studio and doing that part and doing it over and over and over again. But I gave Tony 30 different inflections. And he used a lot of that in my part. I was like, oh, I didn't do it that way the first time. Like, because I am still an artist at heart. And, like, I've watched other... Like, my list of artists that I really look up to in my caliber stuff. And I, as a grown-ass 38-year-old black man tip my hat off to female MCs and don't have no motherfucking shame about doing it. Like, yo, if anybody wants to know, yo, where your cadence come from, my cadence didn't come from Nikki first. That was, it was never the thing. That was not the thing. But definitely ludicrous at one point. Definitely wanted to put energy, like, busted. Like, there are times that when you'll see other tracks that I'll do, that I'll growl and do all of the shit. I do all of those things. Like, wordplay definitely got from big. And even just the emphasis of just wanting to be raw and hardcore got from Kim. And wanting to be creative got from Missy. So, let's like, yo, I, 
as an artist, I want to be well-rounded and be all of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy how you niggas just think that y'all could just do one thing and do the exact same thing that somebody else is already doing. Don't don't make a difference. It don't make no sense. But shout out to T Pain for that. That shit is awesome. T Pain, I I'm glad you're getting your flowers. I'm glad as a rapper you have not been problematic. I know that you've gone through a lot. I know you've lost everything and it feels like you're gaining everything back. And right now everybody is giving you the shit that you need. So I definitely appreciate I mean, dog, from you gaming and you gave away a whole package of fucking beats just for like the streamers to use on their streams and everything else. Yo, T-Pain is dope. T-Pain is dope. We need to give him his flowers. And fuck the thought about T-Pain and auto-tune. Like, he's not the first to use it. He's damn sure not the last. And everybody who's ever said anything about it, y'all niggas used it too. So what are you talking about? Anyway, moving on. Not getting into that. I will dig myself into a fucking hole. Best way to, to get out of a hole is to stop digging. Um... Oh, is this nigga? Oh, and P.S. And by the way, right now I'm actually watching T Pain's YouTube channel, and it looks like T Pain is actually watching his MTV Cribs. Speaking of which, before I get into the news, you can and cannot use. Hey, yo, MTV, real quick. Nah, I ain't gonna say fuck Viacom, but I was thinking about it. Real quick, though. Yo, y'all on y'all best bullshit, my niggas. The reason that you are on your best bullshit is because y'all are bringing back Cribs. MTV Cribs. Here's why I feel a certain way about this. And I'm glad I brought this up and this wasn't even on my my shit. Y'all. When I tell you, I think that shit is the worst idea right now with the economy the way that it is. Like, yeah, we know rappers and everybody out here spending all their millions and this, that, and the third. I don't think it is a good idea to reboot that. We are still very much so in the midst of a pandemic. The winter time may be very, very ugly. We do not know what that is going to look like. And... And I have a prediction that it's, it's, it's going to be bad. I, I do. I just, I really feel that way. I mean, vaccinated or not, I really feel like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty bad. Um, and I mean, I don't wish that on us, but I just feel like we, we rushing a lot of this stuff. We all kind of drinking out of the same Kool-Aid, whether you get vaccinated or not. And it's just, it just is a lot. It's just a lot. But. MTV, I think socially, I don't think that y'all was thinking about this to be in a responsible kind of way. Even if it was coming out in 2019, I think that should have been an idea or a reboot that was shelved. Everything does not have to come back for nostalgia's sake. It really does not. But not only that, yo, it's people out here who are still trying to get their money from unemployment. Even if they're getting jobs, they now have to be taking jobs that are less than. And y'all sitting up here talking about these celebrities flaunting they fucking wealth? Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Like, y'all, what is wrong with y'all? There are real people out here with real motherfucking problems and real shit going the fuck on. I don't, I mean, if if any indication of how I sound about it, I'm not watching shit. No way. 
But I'm just like, yo, y'all thought that this was okay in this economy and this time. Oh, because y'all already shot the footage. So you, nah, man, fuck that. I would have shelved the shit. However, want to news you can and cannot use. Those were all on my side notes. That was like 30 some minutes worth of side notes. I'm so sorry. Um, the baby responds to ludicrous comparisons. The baby is taking inspiration from those that came before him. And that is the difference. The difference is taking inspiration from those that have come before you and utilizing it in your craft. And not completely emulating, okay? <laughs> Taking inspiration versus emulation. That is what that is. This is that moment. Inspiration versus emulation. You cannot emulate your favorite rapper and expect to get on. Nobody cares. The reason that the people that are the most successful is because they have done something that was not being done at the market. I can name all the people that are on my wall right now that are super successful and each one of them has done something completely different. I'll run off a list just so y'all know who's on this wall. We got Kendrick, we got Nikki, we got Wayne, we got Drake, we got Missy, we got Cardi, we got Chris, we got, uh, I said Drake. Uh, we have Snoop, um, we got Kanye, we got Jay, we got Mariah, we got Big, we got TLC, we got Beyonce, Rick Ross, Little Kim, The Game, Mary J. Blige, Pimp C, Foxy Brown, like, yo, Nas, Aaliyah, each person, Ashanti, each person has done something different, even if the lanes seem to be the same. They have done something different that has revolutionized hip-hop. And even if they took from inspiration, okay, mm -hmm, they did not emulate what was already being done. That even goes for Mary J. Blige. Like, yeah, Mary did a lot of things that reminded you of, like, her favorite singers like Anita Baker and, and other women that came before her. But it was the inspiration that these women gave to her and made her sound her own. So it is inspiration versus emulation. Just saying. The rapper's animated style and cinematic music videos have drawn comparisons to other MCs, including Ludacris. Little Duvall recently compared the Ball If I Want To rapper to the Atlanta veteran. Quote, the baby is this generation's ludicrous, which I've always thought about that, as a matter of fact, tweeted the comedian. The topic stirred a debate on social media, and the baby himself is addressing the comparisons. Quote, I wouldn't even say we're one and the same, he told Billboard at the 2021 BET Awards. I feel like that's too commonly used. I think people use that too lightly. I was inspired. Look at that word. That is a word. By Ludacris's creativity with his music ver videos. I was inspired. 
inspired by a lot of people, not only people like Ludacris, but like Nelly. I mean, everybody. This is this is what I'm talking about. This this is what we're talking about here. Like, yo, that's what it's supposed to be. Uh like it's 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 supposed to be like that. Like it's, you're supposed to be inspired. That's bottom line. The baby who performed Ball If You Want To at that Sunday's, because that was so long ago, awards also <laughs> credits other rappers for Inspire. And that's going to be the new, the new, um, clip. Inspire. Inspiring his creativity. I feel like as the generations unfolds, people from every area, what, was inspired by some of the air before them. Oh my God, the baby, you're making sense. <laughs> Even when it boils down to the 50, Eminem, and Mystical, everybody's videos used to be crazy. Busta Ron's video used to be crazy, which is very, very true. Matter of fact, I need to make sure I put Busta on this wall. Um, it used to be crazy. So I definitely was inspired by Ludacris, Busta Rhymes, and several other artists with their music videos. Of course. Why would you not be? Like, yo, the first thing, and when I saw the video for Tory Lane's song, Scat, I absolutely hate saying that. I just, it it cringes me because if you, if you know what Scat or Scat play is, it's disgusting. Um, but, mm, either way, I think, um, you know, that, that, you're gonna get that. Like, yo, when Puff ushered in that era of flashiness and this, that, and the third, because we were very much in the 90s, just raw, rugged, Tims, and, and, and looking grungy and dirty and fucking, um, uh, army fatigue, army fatigue everywhere. Nigga, army fatigue in every color. Aaliyah even wore army fatigue. I'm just saying. It was a lot. So, when you usher in that kind of moment, um, you know, people get inspired. People are like, okay, well, we can do this or I can do that. And sometimes in life, it's not about just being inspired. Sometimes you're paying homage to the greats. Like, yo, I'm doing this now, but you paved this way. I am running because you walked. Like, it is very simple. Does not it does not have to be this complicated. Moving on, Cardi B opens up about her pregnancy at the BET Awards. So moving on from this story, but keeping it in that vein, Cardi showed off her baby bump. Um, she announced her pregnancy. Congratulations! Shout out to you. I am. This is what I'm hoping. Hoping, and you know, Amigos dropped Culture Three, which you know, really good album actually, surprisingly. Not surprisingly, the Migos, I can't sit here and tell y'all I hate the Migos. I actually enjoy the Migos sometimes. You know, I, I can't listen, sometimes I can't listen to it straight through, and that's just me and my own personal taste, my taste level. Um, but I do definitely enjoy the Migos too. Um, but, however, my only trepidation for Cardi, to be honest, is we're at one album, and I'm not saying don't have no babies. I'm not saying that, but we are at one album, and I'm hearing this the second one, I get that, but 
you're gonna have to go through the next two or three years before you can kind of get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, culture, I think what culture's what, damn, is that baby like five now? That's crazy. But, like, you know, it's time for, once you do that, you gotta do all of those things all over again. Be a mother and really focus on that because you want your family to be good before you start going back out. You know, getting getting ready for all of that. And I'm not gonna say it's not gonna stop your paper or your bag. I know you'll, you'll make it work because y'all got money to do so. But, you know, we definitely need a second. We need at least a second album. And I, I really am feeling like the Cardi B wave is starting to wean. I really think that it is starting to wean. Like, we were definitely super happy in 2018. You know what I'm saying? 2017, 2018, we were like, yo, we love it. It's so dope. I'm here for it. But now it's it's kind of starting to wean. Um... Speaking of rapstresses, let's go into Nicki Minaj debuts unreleased song, Big Bobby. So, speaking of which, a couple of things that I have missed also, I'm telling you, yo, I'm so behind. But this will be my catch-up episode, so I'm very happy about that. Um, So, in the midst... um, of the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow situation for anybody who missed it for the verses, go check it out. Uh, it was actually pretty good to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, showing love. And I want people to understand because I'm going to get into the topic that y'all all think I'm going to get into. I'm definitely going to get into that one. But it is one of those things where you do have to realize that um, sometimes. It is just good for the culture. Like, it doesn't have to be that they're on a certain caliber, on a certain level. Again, I will get into that later. But it was just good for the culture. Also, side note. Oh, sweet Jesus. That motherfucking Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. I forgot all about the shit was coming on. Nigga. When I tell you... That shit was hot, sweaty uncle love going on on that stage. It was so much. It was so much. It was like (laughs) fried chicken tenders at McDonald's and grilled chicken strips and and, uh, Chick-fil-A. So it it was just, it was a lot. Oh, wait a minute. It was just a lot. I was just like, yo, what? is going on on this stage. I was like, I cannot, I can't handle, bruh. Like, I just really, I just really, 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 really could not handle. But that was the thing. But anyway, my bitch actually released as she went on live after she, um, uh, had dropped, you know, this whole situation for Big Draco because she did a drop and then she put a little rap on it, you know what I'm saying, dissing Bow Wow because she was seen Draco, cool, whatever. Which, again, when the queen say your motherfucking name, you know what I'm saying, you better speak up motherfucking name, bitch. I, when I tell y'all, I was so happy. 
And then she was like, oh, by the way, you know, I had this song, you know, when I, it just made me think about it when I said Big Draco, this Big Bobby. And she had a song that was supposed to be on Queen and it was called Big Bobby. And I was like, yo, I need you. We all the barbs were very much so in agreement. Like, yo. We don't give a fuck that it's four years ago, bitch. Where's you hiding all of this hotness? We need this. What the fuck is going on? We need this right the fuck now. <sighs> we will get it. We did not get it. But hopefully we will get something. I actually hope it's on this new project. And I'm telling y'all, I don't know. My theory is that they are going to be at the same time as far as Nikki and Drake. Because Certified Lover Boy is supposed to drop at the end of the summer. I'm believing that Nikki and Drake are going to drop. I have, I have a feeling of the feelings and that is it. Um, also in other Nicki Minaj news, Nicki Minaj joins Nicki Minaj news. Nicki Minaj joins Bia on a whole lot of money. The Queen is back, and Nicki Minaj jumps on the official remix to Bia's viral smash "Whole Lot of Money," which she dropped following her much anticipated Instagram live on Thursday night, which I think was like last Thursday. Um, the rap queen adds her royal touch to the buzzing track which was already amassed over 70 million worldwide streams earlier in the evening. Nikki has jo- was joined by Bia during an impromptu episode of Queen Radio on Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. Nikki said she had been in communication with Bia on Instagram and eventually invited her to her home studio. And they wrote the track together. That is something that is precedented. Nikki don't really be inviting motherfuckers to her house, which I understand why, but that is dope. Nikki also revealed that she was supposed to appear on Russ' single Best on Earth which also featured Bia. Money can be found on Bia's uh, For Certain EP, which dropped in December. Meanwhile, Nikki has been... Money can be found on Bia's uh, For Certain EP, which dropped in December. Meanwhile, Nikki has been working... Nikki has been working on her highly anticipated fifth studio album, which she has called her best work yet. And for real... I'm looking forward to it, okay? I am here for the music. I am here for the shenanigans of it all. I can't wait. So, speaking of which, this is the moment that you guys have all been waiting for because I know you guys have waited for my opinion on this for quite a while. Little Kim wants to do a versus with Nicki Minaj. Little Kim is down to do a versus battle with Nicki Minaj. During the pre-show interview on B- on the BET Awards in LA, DJ Envy asked the Queen B if she would participate in Swiss Beats and Timberland's popular matchup series. Quote by DJ Envy, Is there anybody you would do it against? And Kim responded without hesitation, Nicki. Envy says, I would love to see that. And Kim replied, yes, me too. Her answer may come as a surprise given her and Nikki's troubled past. Their long-standing feud dated back 
2007. Damn. When Minaj was accused of copying Kim's hardcore cover art for her Playtime is Over promo pics throughout the years, they continued to take shots with Kim claiming Nikki didn't properly pay homage. Nikki added more fuel to the fire with her 2010 single Roman's Revenge, which inspired Kim's 2011 mix Black Friday, mixtape Black Friday featuring a decapitated Nikki on the cover. Quote, I feel like you're going to go down to history now as a sore loser. As Opposed to going down to history as the queen, Nikki said of Kim in a 2010 interview with Angie Martinez, my fave, my inspiration. Love you, Angie. Um, quote, I'm not going to let nobody disrespect me or my family or my freaking money, Kim told Rap Up in a 2011 interview. It's definitely a hip-hop war, and I'm protecting my empire, and I'm definitely protecting my brand. It's an entertainment war. When asked if she would ever do a collaboration with the rival, Kim said at the time, the only way it's going to happen is it's definitely going to take a check. At the end of the day, I'm a boss. I was a hustler before I was an entertainer. Okay. So, thoughts, theories, and concerns. Um... I don't have much time to go over that part, but I will definitely figure it out. Okay. So, my thought. This would be freaking phenomenal for the culture. Kim has been very forgiving to a lot of people that she's alleged they have done a wrong. And if they have, so be it. Of course, she's made men. She's made men's with little C's. She's made men's with Remy Ma. So on and so forth. Um, I don't think that this is too much of a problem to be grown and bigger women to push it aside. Not to mention the fact that they're both mothers now at this particular point, And I think that it would be phenomenal, not only for the culture, but to elevate as black women showing that there is a unity and a unification in hip hop. So I think that would be uh, super dope. Um, I don't think that there is much blood that is so shed, but I believe like anything that was in entertainment, they kept on wax and they did what they were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying to you? You take a jab me, I'm taking a jab back. It is what it is. You know, I'm being as creative and that was the art and that is the art form. And both of them have done it. I ain't going to say both have done it well, but they have done it. Um, Everyone was really consistent on saying, oh, it needs to be Kim and Foxy. It needs to be Kim and Foxy. I posed this question to many of you, and this is not a hatred towards Foxy. And I'm not saying it in such a way that I I don't want to say it in such a way that's going to tear her down because I'm not here to tear down a black woman. That's not my thing. But please Say to me that people, who knows a Foxy Brown hit like that past Il Nana and Broken Silence, to be honest with you, because even in China, doll, there were hits, yes, but 
whether the doodles hit stand the test of time. To be honest with you, other than maybe Shade Four or Five, what other radio station or Sirius XM radio station really plays any Foxy Brown or has played Foxy Brown since like two thousand and what three four? Like oh. Let's let's be honest. And even if we get into it, y'all know the album that we're talking about today was La Bella Mafia that surpassed doing that. So, you know, that that there's there's that and it's just like it's I don't know if it's gonna be enough. I really don't think that it's it's gonna be enough. Furthermore, I don't think that every match should literally match. Because if you really think about it, if you think about Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat. Before Bobby was out way before, even though they were kids, was still out making music when he was with New Edition way before. Because they even threw in some New Edition songs. So way before Keep Sweat. You feel what I'm saying to you? And yes, they're granted they're in the same age bracket, so so be it, yeah. But you know, and both have a sound that, that, that merged together, but it made sense. You know what I'm saying to you? It eventually made sense. Um, you can't say that this doesn't make sense because Nikki in interviews before all of this beef paid homage to Kim and loved Kim and was like, yes, I took the style from it because I, 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 I needed to get noticed and I wanted people to see this and I wanted people to, to take my art seriously because you were, you're one of the greats. And she showed that. Like to this day, I, right now on this wall, I have the playtime is over picture and I have the hardcore picture. You feel what I'm saying to you? And if, if that's not an expression of paying homage, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. Um, song wise and caliber, I do think that it would be very hard. If they did decide to do this, um, to maybe match them up, maybe if you're if you're gonna quote unquote match them up, like oh you got this song, um, I, I don't see that because there is a big portion of Nikki's career that that was the case, but Nikki does have Nikki does have a catalog and does have verses that don't necessarily you know coincide with the whole Kim debacle, um. And so it, you know, it, it, it may or may not necessarily all officially, you know, go together. And I definitely believe that. I definitely believe that, you know, the, the, there are, they are definitely two different eras. They're, they're so much that, but I believe Kim was made and it birthed us a Nikki. I think that this would be great for the culture and not to mention the fact, honestly, on the other hand of this, I honestly believe, this is my belief, that it is literally a money grab for Little Kim. Because look at this. Look at it like this. Yo, if nothing else, everyone's streams from those nights and sometimes beyond have gone up immensely. Because the culture, because it's like you have us that are older, that are in our thir- late 30s, early 40s, or whatever, that love that music in the era from the 90s, and we still listen to it, and then now our kids are on Instagram, and be like, yo, their faves are, are, are maybe with it, or they're, you know, they're kind of getting into this whole thing. Of course, excuse me, of course that's going to bring her streams up. Of 
course um that's going to honestly make make everything a lot better financially for you know for Kim or Kim as well so I honestly honestly believe that um I, I just I, I really honestly believe that this is definitely going to be a historical moment if it happens. Now a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, Nikki Nikki ain't gonna do that shit. Nikki ain't gonna do that shit. I ain't gonna lie, I would say this to keep her on top, it would be an amazing amazing look and not to mention it would make hella sense right now because yo you talking about like all right look you brought you brought out a couple months ago like a month or two ago beam me up scotty you giving everybody the old mixtape feel you back in your bag you you in album mode we about to get album number five what better way what better way to keep your old fans engaged, new fans engaged, than to do this. Yes. Will the price need to be right? Absolutely yes. That is going to be a thing. But I- I'm going to tell you, for the culture, this will be a moment. So I'm excited to see what happens. I would love for it to happen. Um I know that it, it may not. And and like for instance, I ain't gonna tell you I ain't gonna tell you no lie. I would love to see if if it was not alright, if it was not Kim and Nikki, I would love to see it as Nikki and Drake. And I would also love to see, because we seem to always be passing this, I would love to see Missy and Tim. You know what I'm saying? To or or ooh, ooh, just a better yet. Missy and Pharrell. Oh, man. Yes. Missy. Because first of all, it would be a versus of the battle of the producers. Because they already did that with Swiss Beats and Timbaland. You feel what I'm saying to you? It would be a battle of production. That would be epic. So that would be really, really good. I would hope for that. So I'm going to put that in that atmosphere. Nikki and Drake. Missy and Pharrell, that would be that would be earth shattering, earth shattering. All right, so now it's time to move on to my favorite favorite album. Let me tell y'all something, La Bella Mafia. Yeah. So when you look back, um, and I haven't done a Notorious Cam, so I know I'm doing a lot of these out of order, but I just do them kind of how I feel. But if you really look back, you have. Hardcore, you have Notorious K.I.M. And then you had La Bella Mafia. And La Bella Mafia was that moment. Oh, shoot, my bad. La Bella Mafia was that moment for Kim to prove that this is where I am and I'm good, even though Big is gone at this point. You feel what I'm saying to you? And I think it was a tremendous shift in the career. And then, unfortunately, like, 2008 happened in 2009 and then like the whole jail thing and everything else happened so a lot of those things really took precedent very very quickly and into her career and the 2008 shift with the market and everything else that not only affected like the housing market that affected music tremendously and i am and me and and neff had a conversation about this too um but 
it became such a thing where people understood music industry execs started to understand or make it this thing where it was very much so like, oh, well, I could put a nigga in a t-shirt and some Tim's and be good. Make sure he got a fresh ass haircut. A haircut cost you $30, $40. You mean, we ain't gotta be out here spending all this money. And then as a female that it, it costs so much to do it. And so, you know, when you had that shift where we weren't hearing a lot from the females, you literally then, voila, had Nicki Minaj. So there, there's that. Um, so La Bella Mafia is the third studio album by American rapper Little Kim. It was released March 4th, 2003 by Atlantic Records. The album debuted at number five on the U.S. Billboard 200, was certified platinum by the RIAA for selling over one million copies in the United States and over two million copies worldwide. La Bella Mafia received positive reviews from critics, making Kim's lyrical ability as impressive and her presence as formidable. It produced two singles that attained Billboard chart success. The lead single, The Jump Off, peaked at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100s and at number 16 on the U.K. singles charts. The second single, Magic Stick, featuring 50 Cent, peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. The single, Magic Stick, and Came Back From You, earned Kim Grammy Award nominations for Best Rap Performance by a Duo Group and Best Rap Solo Performance, respectively. In late 2001, Little Kim left Junior Mafia and separate ties with all members she also ended her friendship and business relationship with longtime collaborator sean p diddy combs um recording sessions for la bella mafia began in the spring of 2002 in april 2002 little kim stated in an interview that she had begun working with Dr. Dre in the recording studio. She told MTV, quote, I've been talking to Dre a lot, and Dre and I are talking about possibly doing some collaborations. He's a cool cat. I love Dre. Our chemistry in the studio was just like, cool. We've been working, you know, trying to cook up something. Kim also stated that she wanted to work with Eminem, Timbaland, and the Neptunes. The original title of the album was Hollyhood, which was also said to be the name of her clothing line and her, and her skit. But it was changed to La Bella Mafia, which in Italian means the beautiful mafia. After Little Kim watched the 1997 film of the same name, she stated, any girl who's strong and very, uh, decided, uh, yeah, sorry, (laughs) to, sorry, I'm gonna read that sentence again. (laughs) Any girl who is strong and very dedicated to what they do and don't take no mess, they can be a part of the La Bella Mafia. Limited edition collectible cards were included in the first 500,000 US CDs. I did not get one of those. Um, that allowed fans to unlock exclusive content such as photos and videos from the internet. So some of the singles. Altogether, La Bella Mafia spawned two international singles and a 
third U.S. only single. The lead album's first single, The Jump Off, peaked at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Top 100s, becoming Kim's biggest single since her 1997's Not Tonight, Ladies Night remix. It also reached number 8 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs charts, number 7 on the Hot Rap charts, and number 16 on the U.K. singles charts. The second single, Magic Stick, featuring 50 Cent, reached number two on the Hot 100 without a music video and was not even released as a single. It ended up spending 14 weeks on the chart, becoming Kim's highest peaking single on the chart. It also reached number two on the Hot R&B slash Hip Hop Songs charts, number seven on the Pop chart, and number one on the Hot Rap Songs chart. The song Thug Love featuring Twista was served as, was served to US radios only. It reached number 60 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart and number 14 on the Hot Rap Songs. A CD single was also released in the US. So, let's go over a little critical reception. La Bella Mafia received generally positive reviews as uh, Matrix review scores it at 65 out of 100. All music critic Jason Birchmeyer, I think that's how it's pronounced, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, uh, stated her previous album, The Notorious K.I.M., was considered a disappointment, which I really, side note, don't feel that way. As considered a disappointment, has a follow-up to her debut, Hardcore, and La Bella Mafia reestablished her as an industry icon. Nick Katsushi, again, sorry about that, a critic from Spin Magazine who gave the album three stars, claimed, The King is dead. Long live the Queen. Status Magazine critic Bert Berliner gave the album a B-plus, calling the album one of the top hip-hop albums of 2003, and said, Kim is now in a class of female MCs that includes only Rod Diggin MC Light, and she's more confident, funny, and sexy than any of them. Okay, that was a lot. Uh, Sal, what is with these names? Sal Klinikamani... Sorry, of Slant Magazine gave the album three stars, stating the album was her most consistent effort to date and added the album plays like one giant bravado about everything. Fame, money, power, sex, clothes with her lyrical ability. John Carmonica of Rolling Stone gave the Carmonica of Rolling Stone gave the album three stars, which I, I mean, I want to say it's like three out of four stars, but you know, we'll figure that out. Uh, <laughs> three stars. Uh, when in quotes, when she really gets her hands dirty, Kim sounds more forceful and engaged than she's been in years. However, some critics felt that the album was too long and contained too many fillers. Birchmeyer of All Music stated the album could use a little trimming, but um, Berlinger, Ber- Berliner of Status Magazine said, I enjoyed about eight songs on the album, but they... Their tracks, I only felt 
like listening to for one time or or another. Um, I okay. I would have to say that I agree. The reason that I would have to say that I agree and disagree with this is that I do believe that this album is that I do believe that this album is it is pretty lengthy. It is and it's lengthy because I think that the attention span started to switch once we got to um I want to say like that that 2000 the millennium kind of situation. It is 16 um it is about like 16 tracks technically, but we'll go over the track listing right now. So you have your intro, um, which has, I kind of forgot how the intro goes, but anyway, you had an intro. Oh no, the intro was like a biggie situation where he was talking about like, um, how he took little Kim, you know, she was hungry, so on and so forth. And then you have Hold It Now, which I love Hold It Now because Hold It Now was that Paul Revere sample from the Beastie Boys. So it was like, here's a little story I got to tell about a gangster ass bitch you know so well. Start away back in history with little Kim Jr. Mafia and P.I.G. Go ahead. Like, yeah, so that, that was, that was my shit. And, uh, doing it way big. Every time you see me, we doing it way big. Everything I do, nigga, B-I-G. Yeah, so I like that. Um, that was good. Then you got Can't Fuck With The Queen, which got a little singy. And I was like, eh, that wasn't really my shit. Then you had a Hollywood skit, which again, at that particular point now, you're just kind of like, uh. But, no, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. Can't Fuck With The Queen B. Because then it was like, you can't fuck with Queen B. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was the full four sample. Actually, now that I think about it, that wasn't that bad. The Hollywood skit, I probably could have did without. Shake Your Bum Bum with Little Shanice, who was like a little young rapper, was... Mm, it was okay. Um... This is who I am was a good song with Swiss Beats and it was a Swiss Beats um beat. I kind of liked it but again that was also one of the songs that I definitely so if I wanted to shorten it I would have took out the 567 like the Hollywood skit Shake Your Bum Bum and This is Who I Am probably could have did without out it. Um the jump off of course with Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> Everybody knows jump off. Don't have to go there. Um, this is a warning, which she took from R. Kelly. That also could have probably been left off. Not because I know y'all know my feels on R. Kelly at this point, but I just feel like it didn't fit. Um, then when Kim say, and can you hear me now, which features Missy Elliott, which I think, oh yes, that was a Scott Storch beat, which at the time she was dating Scott Storch. Um, that was good. Thug loving, I mean, Thug Love was good with her and Twister. Magic Stick could have stayed, of course. Um, get in touch with us. I fuck with Get in Touch with us. And that has Styles P. Speaking of which, side note, let's not forget, as now I'm finally getting to present day, um, the Locks versus Dipset is going to be the next versus. Good shit. Can't wait for that. 
Um, I think that's like the third or the fifth, something like that, of, of next month. Mm. Then we get Heavenly Father, um, which was definitely a, 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 a good track. I like that. My other favorite track, which she had on here, which was 15, which was the Beehive. Love that. Um, and it was like, how that shit go? Mm, 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 mm. Um, fast forward in one of her in the rats, but she was like, I let him off the leash, and now it's time to let him loose. Better pray to better pray to Jehovah. The game is over. I never, never, ever, ever underestimate little Kim the poster girl. A seven one eight bot out of town with my niggas holding this weight. Cooking apes, chopping apes the size of plates. You bitches ain't been through shit. Y'all just minus. What you know about stuffing half a bricks in your vagina is the... I'm not going to go further. But that is my shit too. And then, came back for you. Yes. So what I did not know about come back for you. Again, a very unknown fact. And I just learned this. Nigga, did y'all know Kanye West was in that beat? And produced that beat? Come on, y'all. More shit that you don't know when Kanye West was not even Kanye West as of today. So, I mean, yo. I would say, honestly, if you really, for me, and I think these are some of the songs that all jokes aside, like, I usually skip anyway. If you take five, six, seven out of it, oh, five, six, seven, and nine out of La Bella Mafia, it plays as a good album. So, you know, 16, what I say, minus four, make it about a 12 track album. It definitely would have still been a good album regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, the rest of the songs really bump. I think La Bella Mafia, like I said, was a turning point for Kim. So it was really, it was really, really good. And one of my favorites. So make sure y'all go back in and check it out. You know, as, as always, um, don't forget. Uh, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, and I think that definitely ends it, ends it now, because I'm ending it now. I am. If, if you didn't notice, I'm ending it out. Um, so, don't forget that you can, don't forget that you can find me everywhere on all of your socials, socials, socials. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn's, Google Music, uh, your Google Podcast Player, Purple Co- Purple Podcast Player, say that three times fast, uh, Spotify, and YouTube. Don't forget to kick that lyric, which will go up soon. Um, we'll do that for next week, and then we're going to start doing these on Fridays and the new show's time, which you'll see that as well is going to be set for a pretty much it. The boy is going to turn up for his birthday. You dig? It's already got me on a pop, and I'm real happy about that. You feel it? The boy is going to turn up for his birthday. You dig? It's already got me on a pop, and I'm real happy about that. You feel me? About that? You feel me? My birthday is July 27th, and you know that's that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna be right now. Um, other than that, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening listening to the show and I'm gonna catch y'all in the next one. Peace.